It's the Sam Bravo Podcast. Good morning, good evening, whatever time zone you're in. This is Stan Bravo and welcome to the Stan Bravo Podcast. Boy. This one is going to be a doozy. I'm probably going to lose some, quote, friends with this one. But I'm okay with it. I'm sipping water. Excuse me. I don't really drink alcohol like that. Like, last time I drank was like New Year's. And like I said before, none of you niggas told me that hangovers hit different when you turn 40. You left me to learn that the hard way. All right. Like I said, man, um, this episode is going to ruffle some feathers. It's going to make people, some people feel uncomfortable. Um, for other people, they're going to be probably in silent agreement with me. And the reason why that I know that those folks will be in silent agreement with me is because we talk about this, right? This isn't something that I've made up. It's something that I noticed because it was happening to me and then I would go ahead and I would speak to other people, other black American people, and they would say, yeah, this happened to me too. Another person, yeah, this happened to me too. Another person, this happened to me too. So when you, you know, hear that enough times, you're like, hmm, maybe there's something here. What am I talking about? What am I talking about? I'm talking about, is there an active, I'm not going to say conspiracy, it's, it's too YouTube-ish for me. I'm going to say, is there an active attitude that is anti-Black American in the recording industry out here? Sydney, beautiful Sydney. Now, um, for the folks that I know that are going to be in silent agreement because, you know, they got certain hands, you know, involved in certain things and they're kind of tied in with certain people. For you guys, I don't fault you at all. Um, at all, for the record. No judgment at all. I'm speaking my truth my story and um, I don't have hands in other projects with other people and stuff like that you know you know these, some, some folks they got you know they're attached to certain things and they can't speak on it because they don't want to ruin relationships well as for me you know I had strings but now I'm free. There are no strings on me. So, I'm going to speak. I'm going to speak. Some of you guys are going to like what I'm saying. Some of you guys are not going to like what I'm saying. Some of you guys are going to be indifferent about it. Some, to some, it might be a revelation. Oh, shit, I had no idea that this was happening. Thanks for 
you know, bringing this issue up. Now I can, you know, course correct. That could be a thing. For other people, I'm going to probably be met with some some anger and some resentment. And uh, hey, it's something that I've dealt with for a long time. Kind of used to it now. So it's okay. I would say, though, that, well, I'm going to ask a couple things. I'm going to ask that uh, for those people, I'm going to ask that you at least humor me. Just at least that. I'm going to ask that you at least hear me out. If there are things that you saying that you believe what I'm saying are incorrect, please check me on it. My ego is not that big to where I feel I cannot be checked on something. I'm human. I'm learning. Right? Same way we all are. I'm going to bring up a term, and this term is called cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance means the state of having inconsistent thoughts, beliefs, or attitudes, especially as relating to behavioral decisions and attitude change. Cognitive dissonance. I'm going to ask that you remember that because I'm going to be saying that a lot through here. Okay. So, what am I talking about again? I'm talking about, I'm asking the question, is there an attitude that is anti-Black American inside of the hip-hop and R&B scene in Australia? Simple question. Simple question. Now, I know how it sounds coming from me. Some people may, may say, well, shit, you've done what you did, Stan. Hell, you probably even did bigger things than I did. And I'm actually Australian. You're probably right. You're probably right. But that didn't just come off the back that, you know, me being inside of the industry has been, uh, you know, rainbows and happy meals. There was a lot of shit that I had to put up with in order for me to do certain things. See, and here's the deal. I don't blame nobody for that. This was my decision because I could see further than some people could. I knew sometimes, sometimes it's worth taking a short term L for a long term W. Hmm? So I would ignore certain things. I would, you know, uh, turn my head to certain things. But I knew that those things existed. Right? All right. So, is there a attitude that is anti-Black American? I'm going to say yes. 
I'm going to say yes. Now, why do I say yes? Well, I say yes because of a plethora of reasons, I'm, which I will go into. I'm going to say yes also because of things that I have actually experienced in my time running around as a rapper, recording artist, whatever you want to label me at. MC, club MC, hype man, whatever. Whatever you remember me as. Whatever. So here's the thing, right? Let me just give you my perspective. See, my perspective is this. When you are... And I and look for the record. I do not speak for every single Black American person out here. For the record, let me stress this, okay? I'm I'm telling you, you know, what I've witnessed, and then also what has been recounted to me from a lot of other Black American expats that are out here right now, right? And the stories have been consistent with, you know, things like, you know, I had some friends of mine that were trying to, you know, gain some some exposure from a blog out here. And for the record, I can hear people now say, well, name and shame. Nope. 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 This is the Stan Bravo podcast. I'm not in the business of making somebody else famous. 100%. No. No. All right? And also, these people are not that big in my world for me to, you know, give them that much mental space. All right? There you go. So, friends of mine were telling me, yo, that they were going to put out a music project they went and they got they got their uh, manager to go to a couple blogs out here and they were rejected and once the manager pried and and tried to figure out why were they being rejected continuously the feedback was unanimous it's because they're american so they can go to america and and do their thing you know i we want to give our platform only to Australian artists. Even though one of the dudes in question is actually, wait for it, Australian. But I digress. This is what was relayed to me. Okay. Now, here's the deal with that. If you say, I don't like your music. I think your music is whack. And that's why I don't want to F with you. That's okay. Like, we're all adults here. You know? And by this time, you know, you've dealt with enough rejection that you're like, eh, it's not for you. But if what you're saying is rooted in the fact that of this person's race, then my friend, that makes you, wait for it, racist. 100%. 100%. 100%. I don't understand why 
what is the big deal if somebody from the U.S. comes out here and wants to make music? No more so is if, if, is that a big deal if somebody from France comes out here, somebody from Germany comes out here, if, you know, whoever comes out here. Ironically, the people that have this attitude are the people who, wait for it, don't really claim Australia. Whenever you ask them where they're from, they tend to say every other country except for this one. Facts. 100%. 100%. Right? But then, when it comes to stuff like this, now it's like, now you guys are super Australian. Okay, copy that. Message received. And it's something that I have witnessed a lot. Now, for me, I'm going to be honest with you. Being that I am American and I'm also an Australian citizen, my kids were born here. They are Australian, despite what some people might think they are. For me, as an American person that's over here, and I know the U.S. is not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Hell, that's why I'm here. Because it's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. I relocated here, you know, with, with my mom the same way every other immigrant relocates to Australia. For a better life. For a better experience at this thing called life. That's why they're here. Right? Now, you know, choose my words correctly here. I know that the U.S. is not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Right? If you turn on the news, you know what I'm saying is true. Okay? But one thing that I feel like I can say with confidence is the difference between American people. And this is a really generalized statement here that I'm going to say here. Okay. Because again, I am mindful that I was very fortunate to have done some amazing things in Australia. And for that, I am extremely grateful. Okay. For the record, shout out to every DJ that has ever supported me. Shout out to, you know, um, industry folks that have, you know, taking the time to talk to me, whatever, even if they didn't like me. But shout out to them. But for me, w one of the glaring differences that I that I know between American people and you know Australian people in the scene is that for the U.S., if we think we can make money off of you, we're gonna figure it out. While it's here. It's like, even if we think, even if we know that you are good at what you're doing and we can see that you are good at what you're doing, we are going to close our eyes as tight as we can and pretend like you're not over there. 
That shit is wild to me. It's wild to me. You know, because again, I, I'm I'm thinking, okay, well, who is the best person for the job? And it, and it has nothing to do with if that person is from the U.S. or from the U.K. or from France. Is your shit dope? Yes or no? When I play it, does it sound good to my ears? Yes or no? If the answer is no, then you're going to go have to go find somebody else that will give you the yes that you're after. But if the answer is yes for me, then I don't care who you are. You, my friend, are going to come with me. Okay? Story time. In the 2000s, um, me, my homie B-Side, shout out to B-Side, producer out here. Haven't spoken to him in a minute, so shout out to him. Uh, and my homie Samir, blessed to dead. Uh, we were able, lucky enough, to have opened up for Nelly. Uh, this is at um, the Sydney Entertainment Center. Okay, we're talking fifteen or 20,000. I don't remember. But it was a big, big show. And how we got the show was B-Side um, did an ad for Nelly's Pimp Juice Company at the time. Uh, if you guys, are, again, were old enough to remember, you know, Nelly had a, uh, a, um, uh, a energy drink called Pimp Juice. And uh, the homie B-Side, I think he, you know, he put together something for it. I think it could have been music, something like that. And as payment, they said, hey, why don't you be an opening act for us? B-Side was uh, homies with my homie Samir. So he brought him in and then they brought me in. I said, yo, do you want to come do like the Sydney show? I'm like, of course, say less. A mainstream label supposedly paid, I think it was maybe 20 G's. I don't remember. It have been 20 or 40 grand. I don't remember. For two of, the, of their artists to open up. We got our shit for free. I always, you know, I, I got it for free. Okay. Now, when we were, we went, we had sound check, all that shit. And then I was ready to go. I, I. I used to live out in an apartment in Blacktown, um, so I was super pumped, ready to go, well rehearsed, you know, yeah, just ready. The homie B-Side and Samir, they, they were still putting the finishing touches up on the uh, set, you know, um, in the studio, which kind of made us run behind schedule. So when we get backstage... Right to go, uh, supposedly, and I can't confirm this to be true, but I'm just going to say what what was relayed to me. Okay, what was relayed to me was, yo, don't put Stan Bravo on; he's not professional. Yada 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 yada. I told the sound guy. I said, look, I said, look here. Um, I paid a taxi. To come out here from Blacktown. This shit cost me a hundred bucks. If I don't touch this stage, bruh, I'm fucking up your equipment. 100%. Right? 
he kindly obliged and let us hit the stage. And when he did, well, I did what I, what I do. And I tore that motherfucking stage in half. Facts. Okay. After that, I go back home and, you know, just another day at the office type of thing. And also, let me just pause right here. Shout out to you. If you were in that audience that night, um, shout out to you. Because it was an, an amazing evening, amazing show. I get back to my to my um, crib and, of course, I'm rolling up some weed and shit. Because, you know, whenever you do a show like that big, you know, adrenaline is kind of running through you, right? So you might need something to kind of, you know... Calm you down. So I'm, I'm there smoking. I, I get the call. Yo, yo, Brav. What up? Yo, son of Samir. What's good? Yo, I just got finished talking to Nelly and them people. They love the show. They want us to be the main support act for the entire show. Nigga, stop playing on my phone. Yo, no, I'm serious. They want us to be the main support. I'm like, oh, shit. And also, this is what I heard people saying about us. They said, yo, you know, these guys are never professional, all this type of shit. Don't put them on. Hating. Right? I'm like, okay, cool. Say less. Whatever. Whatever. So I go, and I was able to scrounge up money. Shout out to my moms. She came through, bought me plane tickets, and off we went. We did the show. We did, uh, you know, shows um, around the country. Beautiful tour. Beautiful tour. You know, um, different nights, different cities. It was, yeah, it was a big thing. Also, let me pause right here. If anybody thinks I'm cap, like I'm capping right now, please research it. Facts. Cool. We get backstage, Rob Laver Arena. Right? We, we over here waiting for our dressing room to be cleared. And while we're in, so while we're in the hallway waiting for the room to be cleared, we can hear people from the label. You know? Sort of, not not sort of, saying, "Yo, why why you guys why why were you guys putting like?" Uh, let me just pause. They're saying this to Nelly's people. I don't know if Nelly was actually there, but the people from Dirty ENT, and they're saying to them, they're saying, "Yo, why why you guys putting Stan Stan Bravo on, man? He's not even Australian." Yada yada yada, you know put our um, artists on, all this type of shit. Uh, And the people from Dirty ENT responded by, listen, this dude is doing what we need for him to do. He's hyping the audience. This is what an opening act is supposed to do. The crowd is responding to him. He's making music parallel to the type of music that we are making. He's the act. Big. Big. 
This is why to this very day, I don't got nothing wrong to say about Nelly. 100%. Now look, real quick, I don't have a beef with... I don't. Okay? I feel like the people that were back then, back, um, you know, back then, probably are, are not even working for, for them now. Okay, so these folks that are probably there now don't even know that any of this shit happened. Okay? But it happened. Cool. So we went out, Melbourne, again, tore it down. Facts. Adelaide, you know, different cities, tore, tore them down. Why do I tell this story? Because it highlights my point, or at least my, my initial point, that at least, and, and again, I can't speak, I know that not every single American person is Nelly, right? Or thinks like him, or gives a shit. I know this. I'm not an asshole, despite what some people might think. But I'm just saying it leads to a, a broader point, which is that if you can do the job, you got it. We don't give a f- where you come from. Now, let's say that the roles were reversed. And, you know, you had a, a budding Australian rapper who wanted to, you know, do something. And, and, and they, are, they are being told, well, this dude is not even American. Why should he be on here for? Could you imagine? That shit is wild to me. It's wild to me for, you know, so many different reasons. I think the most obvious reason is the fact that you got people that have actively tried to stop black American people from doing, wait for it, Black American music. Let's think for a second, right? Imagine if somebody from China wanted to come out here and open up a Chinese restaurant. And for people to say, you can't do that here. We, we're going to open up our, our own Chinese restaurant, but you, you, you can't do that here. Could you imagine the outcry? You know, I mean, look. There's some people who feel like, you know what? It's nothing personal. We just don't like American people. That could be a thing. Hell, I don't like all American people. That's a fact. Shit. (laughs) If you really want to get into it, hip-hop was literally created because... Of some American people who did not allow black people to express themselves. Literally. So you got these people out here who, you know, position themselves as hip-hop experts, hip-hop historians, going off, running courses on on, um, hip-hop, all this type of shit, but they don't really even understand why it was created. And they're over here perpetrating 
like they do. Yo, what up, what up? This is Stan Bravo, the host of the Stan Bravo Podcast. It's the Stan Bravo Podcast. Are you a business owner that is looking for a way to partner with the pod? Well, I would love to hear from you. Shoot me an email, Podcast at gmail.com with a proposal, and I will check it out. And if it makes sense, I'll be in touch. Yo, what up? This is Stan Bravo. As many of you guys may know, early this year, I went through cancer and even chemotherapy. And thank God I've made it out on the other side. And as a way to give back to the people that have given me a second chance, I designed a collection of t-shirts to raise money for the MacArthur Cancer Therapy Center. Some of the proceeds from the shirts will go to the center to raise money for the folks there that do an amazing job day in, day out, especially during the times that we're living in now with this pandemic. If you're interested, head over to StanBravo.com right now, check out one of the shirts, and uh, purchase one today. Yo, are you a singer, a dancer, a rapper, whatever you are, I am looking for some unsigned, talented people to interview. Are you one of them? I think you could be. Here's how we will both know. Shoot me an email, StanBravoPodcast at gmail.com. And let me know why you should be on the pod. And if it makes sense, then I'll have you on. At StanBravoPodcast at gmail.com. It's the Stan Bravo Podcast. Cognitive Dissidents. Back when Black Lives Matter or, you know, the George Floyd situation happened. Sorry, I'm just drinking this water. There was a lot of people talking when the whole George Floyd thing happened. Some people understood the situation and responded accordingly. And for that, I respect you. Thank you. Some people took the situation and tried to use it to further their own cause. It is what it is. Some people, <laughs> some people really show their ass in the music scene. I went through a lot of people's uh, social media, a lot. And it was mainly for, I, I went mainly for the people that really claim hip-hop, right? Really claim it. Like, this is my thing. I am this expert. You must listen to me. So I went through and I, and, and I went to go see what they were saying about it. And to my surprise, I didn't see nothing. As a matter of fact, one group that I did see something from was Bliss and Esso. Shout out to Bliss and Esso. I mean, some of their fans, you know, were saying some questionable things, but hey, you can't control everything, right? But shout out to uh, Bliss and Esso. But some people were saying that that's how those blacks are, you know, um, uh, you know, they, w- 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 you know, 
this is how it is is what they always do. Racism, what the hell is that? All this type of shit. But then you go to their page. And there's pictures of Tupac Shakur. There's pictures of Dave Chappelle. There's pictures of Michael uh, 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 Jordan. There's pictures of Mike Tyson. There's pictures of Kobe Bryant, cognitive dissidence. Where you can have these strong feelings about black people, black American people specifically, but you can also turn around and, and, and quote Tupac, you know, word for word, lyric for lyric. That shit blows my mind because I think to myself, <laughs> do you guys really listen to him? Did you really pay attention to what he was talking about? Besides the whole, you know, 21 gun salute and whatever. Did you really listen? Did you really understand this man's history? The type of family that he was born into. People out there, you know, talking about Chuck D. I love Chuck D. I love Ice Cube. Do you listen to these guys for real? Do you really understand what they are talking about? Or do you just hear the beats and because it sounds so cool and it's infectious, you just find yourself lost into it. When this dude Chuck D is saying fight the power, who is the power that you think he is calling to be fought against? It's not me. I would argue that the whole George Floyd situation is at its cornerstone the most hip hop shit ever. Because if you listen to fucking Melly Mel now, now I'm cursing. Let me just rein myself in. If you listen to Melly Mel, if you listen to KRS-One, if you listen to all these guys, that in essence is what they were talking about. Are you, are you listening or are you just hearing what you want to hear? And then, here's the deal. When these folks come over here, these same people, and I've seen it, line up sometimes for hours to get a picture. And then they post it on their social media to try to show people just how real and how down they are. What if they knew? What if they knew how you really felt? And for the record, I'm not what I'm saying now is not just directed to white people. 100 percent. It's not. Shit. I met some white folks out here that got it for real and really understood what it was. And and, and when it was time for them to show up and show out, they did. And for those people, I salute you.
Oh, they're not gonna like me. <laughs> I'm gonna take a break, come back, pay some bills. When we come back, we're gonna talk more about this. This is the Stan Bravo Podcast. Keep it locked. Yo, what up, what up? This is Stan Bravo, the host of the Stan Bravo Podcast. It's the Stan Bravo Podcast. <laughs> Are you a business owner that is looking for a way to partner with the pod? Well, I would love to hear from you. Shoot me an email, stanbravopodcast at gmail.com with a proposal, and I will check it out. And if it makes sense, I'll be in touch. Yo, what up? This is Stan Bravo. As many of you guys may know, early this year, I went through cancer and even chemotherapy. And thank God I've made it out on the other side. And as a way to give back to the people that have given me a second chance, I designed a collection of t-shirts to raise money for the MacArthur Cancer Therapy Center. Some of the proceeds from the shirts will go to the center to raise money for the folks there that do an amazing job day in, day out, especially during the times that we're living in now with this pandemic. If you're interested, head over to stanbravo.com right now, check out one of the shirts, and uh, purchase one today. Yo, are you a singer, a dancer, a rapper, whatever you are? I am looking for some unsigned, talented people to interview. Are you one of them? I think you could be. Here's how we will both know. Shoot me an email, stanbravopodcast at gmail.com, and let me know why you should be on the pod. And if it makes sense, then I'll have you on. At Stan Bravo Podcast at gmail.com. Back with you, it's the Stan Bravo Podcast. This is Stan Bravo, of course. And this one is a doozy. The question I asked earlier is Is there an attitude that is anti black American involved in the hip hop and RB scene? In Australia? Simple question, really. And I'm saying yes. Now, I do believe that some of those beliefs are changing, and God bless, I am happy that I have lived long enough to see it. But we're also not going to pretend that this is how it always was, because it wasn't. And I know, because again, if you're paying attention, I was there. For real, for real. So you get some of these people that, again, when the whole Black Lives Matter protest happened, and some, some folks were out there, and salute to them. If you went out there for, uh, you know, a general belief, um, and general concern for us and for, you know, other black people across the, the world that have been affected by white supremacy and racism, then I salute you. Thank you. But if you were hollering out Black Lives Matter while you were also stopping black people from getting jobs or from having their voices heard 
or for doing something that is literally their culture, then you, my friend, are a fucking goofy. Because here's the deal. Black lives matter that this is true, but you want to know what else matters? Black opportunity matters. That matters. Black recognition matters. That matters. Black respect matters. That matters. Why? Because a lot of people, to them, those things make up whether or not they feel like their black life matters. Oh, I said they're not going to like me. And I'm okay with that. Because I feel like this is something that needs to be said, right? I remember the homie Jay West. And when he put out his music back in the day and the amount of hate that brother got. For what? For what? Because he made music that people liked. He was making, I think he still is making music that people liked. Shit is crazy to me. I remember I was in a studio, Sing Sing Studios, and there was a rapper. I can't remember this person's name, and who cares? But this person came to me, and, and they were super proud of the verse that they wrote dissing Jay West. And mind you, me me and Jay, yes, I, I was on, on his album. Shout out to him for that, for that opportunity. Shout out to uh, Jerome. Good brothers. During this time, something slightly happened, some, some miscommunication happened, so I wasn't really talking to a Jay like that, right? But still, great brother gave me a look when he really didn't have to give me a look, a look. So I shout out to him 100%. And this rapper was telling me and was so happy of the shit that he wrote dissing Jay. We were in Sing Sing Studios, Melbourne. And I had to shut this uh, dude down. I'm like, listen, man. I'm not going to sit here and, and, and let you talk down on a black man in front of me. What do you think this is? Who do you think I am? Are you listening to what I'm saying in my songs or no? Oh, no, 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 no. It's, it's not about that, bro. What is it about? What is, like, what is it about? If you didn't like his music, you would have said, I, 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 I don't like his music. But you're talking about that he's doing that fake American shit. How was he doing that fake American shit when a nigga's fucking American? And also, if you want to go one step deeper, who created hip-hop? Right? Who created it? That you now can call yourself a rapper. Who did that? So in essence, what you're saying is you have a problem with a black man doing black music. This is how I see it. Am I right? Am I wrong? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But this is how I see it. Because again, if you're saying, yo, no, this dude is whack because... 
you know, his songs or, or whatever, or his songs are not connecting with me, that that's cool. But if you're bringing up the man's nationality, then family. There is a term for that one, beloved. 100%. And that term is racist. And I can't, I cannot in good conscience, I don't care who you are, who you're signed to, what rappers you managed to uh, 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 collaborate with. I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. You're not, you are not about to come to me and slander a black man who is out here doing positive. He's not out here selling drugs or, 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 you know, shooting at people or whatever. This nigga's making music. You kidding me? No. My question is, whenever they bring up, you know, people in the scene, people in hip hop or whatever, why is it that his name doesn't get brought up? Right? If you're in Sydney and, and, and you're talking about hip hop music and, and uh, uh, um, you know, clubbing and whatever, and you're not bringing up Rodney O, you were not outside. 100%. 100%. I don't care if you don't, if you don't bring me up. My shit is solidified. It's, it's, it's set in stone. You can't take away what I did. It is there, 100%. You can easily research it. So I am good. And for the record, none of these men knew, you know, know that I'm that I'm shouting them out. I didn't go and tell them, yo, I'm about to uh, do this, tune in, none of that shit. Hell, I don't even speak to, you know, to these dudes like that. If, if I'm being real, I haven't spoken to a Jay and Rodney in probably decades, if I'm being honest. But I got to call a spade to spade. I was outside. I saw who was doing what. And we're not going to pretend like they didn't do anything. We're not going to pretend like, you know, like their contributions did not matter. We're not going to do that. You do not get to do that. Now, I completely understand 100% wanting to establish your own shit. I get that. Wanting to stand on your own separate. I get that. But I also feel like you can do that without shitting on somebody else's fucking race. That shit is wild to me. And... It is anti-hip-hop if we're keeping score. Because if, if we're really being real, hip-hop literally welcomed everybody to this thing. And that's why it is, without question, the number one genre on earth, bar none. The most influential genre on earth, bar none. I am almost, I've never been to Antarctica, but I'm pretty sure there's a rapper somewhere on Antarctica. Freezing his balls off and writing his, his uh, 16s. And for that person, for that man or woman, I salute you. For me, my only allegiance is to dope shit 
when people were getting up in arms about the whole accent debate, I didn't care about it. 100%. I didn't care about it. Because my question was, is what you're making dope? I don't care if you rap with the thickest Australian accent or you sound like me when you rap. I don't care. I don't care. Are you saying something when you are standing in front of this microphone? Does it sound good to my ear? Does your beats slap when they're in my car? Yes or no? If the answer is yes, then my friend, you are in my rotation. You're in my playlist. If it's no, then your shit is a frisbee. It's out the window. That's it. I don't give what what language you speak. I, I don't care about none of that shit. All I care about is, is it dope? Yes or no? That's it. You know, there was a um, there was an article a while back about excuse me, I'm drinking water. I think I said that already. I think it was the Source magazine. And um, they had interviewed Big Pun. And they were asking him, yo, what does it feel like to be the first Latin rapper to go platinum? And Pun's response always stayed with me. He said, listen, I have an uncle of mine that is a doctor. Now, he doesn't practice Latin medicine. He practices medicine. Right? That always stayed with me. And so when I'm seeing guys, whatever it is that you're doing, I'm not thinking about your race. What? No. I'm not thinking about your gender. I'm not thinking about your your religious beliefs. I'm not thinking about none of that shit. I'm thinking about when I press play, how does this shit sound in my ears? Do I like it? Yes or no? That's it. All that other shit, in my opinion, is what stops the scene from growing. And what keeps shit stagnant. There's a lot of these keep it real police out here. Dudes who haven't done shit worth a shit trying to police another artist's way of expressing themselves. That shit is goofy. You are not qualified to have that perspective or that opinion on them. You're not. Whoever told you you are, they lie to you. You're not. I told you, they're not going to like me after this one. Like I said, I had strings, but now I'm free. There are no strings on me. This is a free man speaking to you. 100%. This is what freedom sounds like. Now, I can hear some people say, well, shit, man. 
If you feel like that, then go back to your country. Right? Do you know what you sound like to me? Think about this for a second. Get out of your feelings and think about what you sound like saying that. Think about it. Put a white face on that. And let them say that about somebody else. How would you respond? You know, when I put up this post, some rando dude, um, I think he was from Nigeria. He said, um, uh, what do he say? Um, Hip hop is international. So F black Americans. It's a direct quote. I deleted it. But he did say that 100%, 100%. Now, I don't I don't view I know that, you know, we're talking in a I don't think that an entire country of people feel like this one goofy. And I and I damn sure know that an entire continent do not feel like that goofy. How do I know this? Well, shit, my wife is South African. That's how I know. But the, the sentiment sort of hit me. Because I'm like, man, you know, when people talk about culture vultures, they tend to only think that only white people can be culture vultures. That's not true. If you're taking from a culture and you are trying to disregard the people that created said culture and you're not giving anything back, and I'm not saying you have to give it back monetarily. I'm not saying you have to go and bend a knee and, you know, kiss a black American person's feet and all this type of goofy shit. I'm not saying any of that. But if you're actively trying to go out of your way to stop somebody from that culture, from doing something that their people created, then my friend, you are the definition of a culture vulture, irrespective of what your race is. They're not going to like me. So why am I talking like this? Right? I'm talking like this because in order for change to happen, you have to first acknowledge that something needs to be changed. You cannot, I don't think in the age of transparency that we can sit here and pretend like these things do not exist. I don't think that in one hand you can, you can, you can go, you know, oh, ha 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 at Dave Chappelle, but then try to go out of your way to stop the people that come from the same place that he comes from purely because of where they happen to have been born at and what their race are. I don't think that's fair. 
I think everybody should be judged on their merit and their skill set. And it is my hope that after the feels and after the feelings and, you know, the shit that this podcast is going to stir up dissipates. That you guys can begin to really look at where you are and where we can all go together. Thank you guys for tuning in. Do remember to follow Stan Bravo Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and now on iHeartRadio. That's it for me, y'all. I'll catch you guys next week. Peace. It's the Sam Bravo Podcast. <laughs>